0: Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. This is episode number 32, and this show is brought to you by Prairie Smoke and Spice Barbecue Rubs and Sauce. What are you putting on your meat tonight? These small-batch competition spice rubs have been used to win hundreds of awards in competition barbecue. Their tumbleweed all-purpose rub is currently number one in the world, according to the National Barbecue Association. I've got a container of it in my pantry and I've been using it a lot lately when grilling, and even in place of my regular seasoning salt mix and some recipes. Loving the stuff. You can find them at retailers all over Alberta or by visiting prairiebbq.com. Quick curling update for you. Uh, Another loss last week for Team Shalifer, sitting at 6-12-1 as we uh, wrap up the round-robin portion of the season at the Springbank Curling Club. Tuesday night men's league, another game tonight. Hopefully we can get uh, back on the winning track here to finish up the season going into the playoffs. Uh, Real quick, before we jump into this episode, if you're enjoying the show, please... Uh, pause your podcast app, take a screenshot, share it on your social media, let your friends and followers know that you're listening to the show, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Check out the Alberta Barbecue Trail. Get out and support the great barbecue joints in the province. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the Alberta Barbecue Trail page at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca for a listing of all the barbecue joints in Alberta. This week on the show, really pleased to uh, have this visit with Sean Bevins from Hammer Forge in Quebec, Canada. Hammer Forge is manufacturing legacy quality smokers and outdoor cooking equipment that are built for maximum performance and efficiency. Some really cool looking uh, items there. Hope you enjoy the conversation and make sure you check them out online to see their product offerings. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And uh, via Skype right now, I'm uh, really excited to have Sean Bevins from Hammer Forge. Uh, Sean, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Hammer Forge.
1: So um, I guess probably like most um, barbecue aficionados, I've been kind of into barbecue for, oh gosh, for most of my life. I I currently live in uh, just about an hour east of of Montreal, and that's where Hammer Forge is also located. Right. Um, Came here about 22 years ago, but I'm originally from Windsor, Ontario. Okay. And so down in Windsor, um, being so close to Detroit, um, I was actually introduced to barbecue, um, smoke barbecue on the island of Belle Isle, which is an island in the middle of the Detroit River between... Detroit Windsor Okay, and so uh, Detroit obviously uh, because of the automobile industry a lot of people from the south during the you know The 50s and and the late 40s during the war a lot of people from the from the southern United States kind of uh, migrated up north to uh, the Detroit area and so With those folks came southern southern style barbecue um, It makes sense Detroit's kind of an anomaly. It's kind of a weird place. There's not really a, a certain set style like you'd see, like a St. Louis style or, you know, a Kentucky style or yep, Texas, Texas style barbecue. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's kind yeah. of a
1: hodgepodge of all these different influences across the South. So um, that's kind of where I was introduced to barbecue. Was was you know we used to go to Belle Isle a lot. Um, it used to be right. very very easy to go back and forth across from to Detroit. Sure, and so that's where I was kind of where I was bitten by the barbecue bug, and that's you know we're going back now. Well, I guess I was 16, 15, 16 years old at that time, so it's been a, a couple of years. I'm getting
0: old. a while, yeah. I'm
1: getting old, forty five. Yeah, years I hear old. you. Um, so I've been, you know, I was introduced way back then, and over the years, you know, I, I I'd had different smokers. I'd some, I some, I'm am a tool and die maker by trade, obviously coming from okay Windsor, Ontario, and and sure, the, yeah. at that time was kind of the manufacturing. Uh, the automobile manufacturing sector was kind of the capital of Canada. And so, um, you know, I've built my own, I, I've bought in, you know, different types of offset, offset smokers, all different kinds of grills and smokers and anything really related to barbecue. I've always been very passionate about it. Yeah. And so, um, over time, as I moved here into Quebec and then the units, the barbecues themselves started to become increasingly difficult to actually get my hands on. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah smoking meat wasn't really popular um, obviously I've been doing it for a really long time so it was kind of I was doing it long before it was kind yeah. of like trendy or, or I guess popular and so yeah um, it was it was a bit difficult to get you know my hands on or be able to get different products and things like that so um, yeah I just you know using different products and and, and the reliability of those products and, and you know um, products that were either being made in Asia or in the southern United States. You bring those into a canadian climate certainly a climate like um montreal where we've got you know radical shifts in, in temperature in the yeah. wintertime and in the summer Absolutely. It's, it's very difficult to find products that can can perform in those types of climates right because the products yeah. just aren't designed um either they're cheaply made in asia yeah. um with you know thin metal or things like that or they're yeah. um you know they're just really not designed to perform properly in this type of climate so as time kind of Grew on. I started to have um, some ideas about um, different features on a barbecue that I wanted to see that would address um, problems that I had with the units yeah. that I was using at the time. Right. And so um, some of those things were, you know, being able to load an offset smoker into the back of a pickup truck. Right. So uh, a lot of offset smokers that are on the marketplace, they've got two wheels that are underneath the cook box, and then two legs that are underneath the cook box. And yep. then you've got the firebox that kind of just hangs off the back. Right. Um, well, those are extremely difficult. And if they're, you know, of any, I guess, uh, quality, you know, obviously weight when it comes to smokers, it's yes directly tied mm-hmm. into quality. And so, you know, you, you try to, you know, wheel it up in the back of the pickup truck with some ramps and a winch and the, the firebox mm-hmm. be, you know, hitting on the ground or hitting on the yeah. ramps or. Right. So it was just things like that um, that really got me started got me thinking about you know what what type of unit would i would build myself um you know to address all these these different problems you know right, ease yeah. of you know the precision of the air into the airflow intake and the you know I, i'm not a guy that you know i don't like gross movement i like i'm, a, I'm kind of a, a bit of a perfectionist so i i like fine movement
0: right um yep.
1: so just different yeah, things so like, like that I've noticed and so that, yeah, yeah I, I saw an opportunity for for us to, to build a product the beast itself was in development um on paper for oh I don't know, three years maybe.
0: Right. Okay. Um,
1: so yeah, that's that's kinda how it came about. I just uh I, I really wanted to start uh building products that were um that were made to you know that would perform in our climate. And and, and initially hmm. I had no idea I was gonna start the business, um because sure. and I mean who starts a manufacturing business in two thousand eighteen, right? And like Yeah, right. Yep. Nobody really does that because it's well you have to be you know, insane. Really, I mean, that's or at least part insane. Um, yeah, a little crazy, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's that's how it came about.
0: Awesome. No, and when you you talk about the design features, I've really noticed looking at the pictures and stuff. The uh, a lot of thought has obviously gone into a lot of the little design features and uh, the visual effect of the of the beast, particularly.
1: Yeah. Um, well, we. <clears throat> so. <clears throat> It's it's kind of really ironic how it all kind of came together. So I had, you know, hand drawings and um, a lot of ideas in my head, and it just so happened that my neighbor, who's a mechanical engineer, him and I, you know, he I'd have I had smokers, and so, you know, in the summertime, the smoke kind of, we have a predominantly southwest wind here, so and he lives on the southwest side of uh, my house, and so right, yeah. this really good smelling barbecue smoke would kind of just walk wafted over the fence and into his backyard. Yeah. And so it, it, it kind of sparked some conversations between us and then sure, we started yeah. to discuss a little bit more in detail. And then I just, the opportunity kind of arose and, I, and I'm and i like, well, it's now or never. You know, I'm, I'm yep. 45 years old. If I want to do this, I got to do it now. So yeah, yeah, I, I started to get the key components together and we started designing the unit and went a bit overboard. Um, but we I only did that because uh, really in terms of um, the... You know, it's one thing, you know, a lot of guys, you'll see them with these propane tank smokers or other types of, you know, homemade, you know, heavy duty, you know, thick walled smokers sure. and stuff like that. And and what a lot of people don't realize is that there's a lot of um, science, actually, that goes behind uh, being able to build and manufacture a unit that will consistently provide clean smoke.
0: Right. Yeah. And,
1: and it's extremely difficult to achieve. And a lot of the, unfortunately, for a lot of the manufacturers that are out there, I think they rush the process, and I don't think that they Mm -hmm. they do the engineering that's that's absolutely required behind the design of their units. And so what you end up with is units that you know they they're built out of a a material that's thin, and you're consistently adding wood to try and maintain heat,
0: and you're getting
1: you know black uh, creosote smoke, and you're not being able to obtain you know stability and temperature and, and smoke quality so right plus plus the airflow right right exactly and so there's a, there's you know you've got the you've got obviously a lot of different things that that affect smoke quality but you know obviously mm-hmm. you know altitude where you are in the world uh, has sure, a great yeah. impact on air density has a great impact on the quality of smoke and then you've got the actual air adjustments themselves the volume of your firebox the volume of your cookbox the length of your chimneys right mm-hmm. so there's a lot of um, and there's and there's some great calculators out there for guys that want to build their own you know there's the felton yeah, cal- calculator bad, yeah. that's a really good calculator and i think it gets yeah. you fairly close but what, what we did is i wanted to take it to the next level and um what we did was we did finite element testing and okay. so i mean it sounds kind of very scientific and fancy what it is is it's in solid works what is it is the design um the design software that we use to design uh, the Beast and all of our products, Right. Uh, it has modules that it's called finite element dynamic testing. And so okay. what you can do is you can basically input you know, your altitude and your, the atmospheric concentrations of oxygen and you can put input all of this data and then what the system, what the modules do actually is it, it, it'll actually dynamically um, cycle over a preset number of cycles. So if you wanted to recycle it over, let's say, um, a thousand years, let's say. Okay. So you're actually building a fire, applying heat with the different data that you're inputting, and then output is, um, what we can ask it is, we can ask it to output um, the perfect, I guess, to put it, I guess, in more of a layman's, more understandable term, I guess, um, the perfect flow, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Right, right, and so we really went above and beyond, and um, and so what the result is, is is, and we were actually shocked. It was, it was, it was crazy because I, I'm, we were generally used to developing, and I'm, like I say, I'm a tool and die maker by trade, and was in sales and marketing, and I did a bunch of different things, but um, I worked in research and development for a while for Bombardier, and okay. so there's processes to uh, how Absolutely. you develop a product. Yep. and we were actually absolutely shocked after we had taken all this data and we had actually done our calculations um, used those calculations to, in, to incorporate that into the actual design of the beast mm-hmm. the um, fuel economy was simply outrageous like right. I, I mean we've I've benchmarked from about uh, 10 other kind of leading brands on fuel right. consumption for the right. same time of smoking, and, and the beast is getting, uh, on average, and it's very difficult to say this particular company or that particular company. And I'm not into that sure. business, so. But it's about 50% more fuel efficient than than wow. than some of the other competitors. Wow. So it's super efficient on fuel, which means less trips yeah. to the smoker, less maintenance,
0: Absolutely.
1: better yeah. quality of smoke because you're not consistently. Debalancing, you know, the opening and mm-hmm. closing of the firebox with these big of course, gulps yeah. of air, right? Yeah. So we were really impressed with the, with, and I actually built the um, first prototype by hand. And it became, as soon as, as soon as with the first, uh, when I seasoned the unit, it, mm-hmm. it became very apparent that I needed to build a company on this. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. It worked so good. Yeah.
1: I had to share it. Right. I had to, I yeah. wanted to share that with people. Right. Uh, of course. Yeah. You yeah. got something good. Right? You know, it's just like, it's kind of like the same as, you know, why do a lot of us like to, you know, do barbecue and enjoy slow smoke barbecue? Well, it's because, you know, we, we enjoy the time with friends and family and we enjoy mm-hmm, their absolutely. ability to share something that we've worked so hard at, that we're so passionate about to share that with our, our friends and family. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to do. And so that's how it came about.
0: Awesome. So, uh, talk, uh, I guess what else uh, other than the beast, you've got some other product lines or smoker models.
1: Yeah. So, um, it's as you can as you can imagine. Um, it's extremely expensive um, starting this
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> business, and um, I've I've chosen to start it in a in a in a, in a time where it's very very difficult uh, to actually get your hands on qualified people. Right. Uh, we're we're in a crisis in Eastern Canada with regards to a shortage of of, of skilled workers. Okay. And it's uh, it's actually pretty disastrous. Okay. So, um, so as I brought the beast in, I mean, the beast is one thing and and we needed to do something, you know, it's kind of a strategic product as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I really needed something to get noticed. And so, sure. Yeah. An attention grabber. An attention grabber, a market disruptor, right? Something that disrupts the market and, and, and draws, uh, people to hammer forge our culture, our company, the core values, what we're all about. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so now we're developing other products. We've got a whole, I've got a head full of different things that we want to build. We're gonna probably venture into um, pellet smokers as well. Okay. So uh, in terms of the equipment, to be able to develop the different products, and I'll get to the products in a second, uh, it requires uh, major investments. And so Mm -hmm. we've got all of the state-of-the-art equipment. We've got, you know, I've got a a four axis, uh, numeric control, bending machine, We've got um, a brand, we've got a, a high definition plasma, CNC plasma, we've got a high, we've just purchased um, some, some of the folks that are following us, we've just yeah. uh, bought online and, and actually installed a, a f- uh, three kilowatt CNC fiber laser.
0: Right, I've, yeah, I've seen the pictures and seen right. the video. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, it's an incredible piece of equipment It's gonna allow us right. to improve our quality, to reduce a lot of the manual um, labor that's involved in building our products. Absolutely, And so we're in terms of the equipment and the infrastructure at hammerforge we're, we're super well equipped to uh, deal with you know, very very large volumes of hopefully someday large volumes of orders. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so we What's important for us? I think uh, one of the key key things that we're we're doing with regards to design and, and all of the future products is that we want people when they go into a retail space uh, I your local barbecue store yep. that they can immediately identify uh, a Hammer Forge product from a distance. So, in a sea of other barbecue manufacturers, sure. Hammer Forge will always uh, be that product line that immediately, when the customer comes into the store, they'll be able to identify a Hammer Forge product. Yeah. So, and if you look at you know now we've got um, we've come out with the Old iron sides, which is a small kind of tailgate unit. Right. Yeah um that actually it's, it's kind of neat because it's not only a tailgate unit that you could actually you know it's transportable um we've also got a quick attach cart for it
0: right, so if yeah. you
1: wanted to use it at the house but then you know take it and go to the cottage or put it on the back of the tailgate of your pickup truck you can yeah. do that um so we're super excited about that product it's uh, it retails for about 699 so it's kind of more of an entry level product
0: a little more accessible too right yeah
1: more accessible to the average uh kind of backyard smoke smoker right. i guess the guy who wants yeah. to get kind of I, the gate. I, I guess it's kind of like the gateway. Gateway, gateway. smoker. Yeah, um, absolutely. Great little unit. It's got uh, the way that we designed it. It's kind of like a toolbox, and so it's the firebox is actually a drawer that you pull out, and so there's a drawer, okay. and then on the other side there's an, there's an ash and, and um, drip pan, and so okay. uh, 24 inches long by 14 inches wide. It's got lots of capacity. Um, yeah. Three. You can put up to three grills inside of it. And yeah, so i mean absolutely. literally it's it's <clears throat> it's a very compact unit but there's tons of room like if you you know consider that you put you know six foot long 14 yeah. inches wide um that's basically the capacity of the iron side so you can yeah. fit a heck of a lot of ribs
0: absolutely yeah.
1: or, or, or pork or, or whatever else you want to smoke yeah, load so up, yeah. that's one of the products and then we've got the cart that goes with that all of the items are sold separately um mm. Also, the what's interesting about the old iron size is that we've got a quick attach uh, rotisserie bracket.
0: Nice. Yep. And it can also
1: be used as a charcoal grill. So if you wanted to charcoal grill or sear, you yep. can do that. You can slow smoke. It's like an offset. It's like a reverse flow offset.
0: Reverse flow, okay. So
1: basically, you've got a baffle. Um, yep. If you wanted to do charcoal grilling, you would actually build your fire or your charcoal fire on the baffle. And on if you wanted baffle. to slow smoke, you build the fire in the drawer. Um, um, so that's, that's the old there. iron sides. Nice. And then with the popularity of um, um, Argentinian-style grills, or okay, you yeah. know, people who are probably better known as um, Santa Maria grills.
0: Santa Maria, yeah.
1: Extremely popular in the southern United States. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I found, and I really enjoy um, that, that style of cooking, but one thing that I found that was lo- kind of lacking in the market was um, a certain size of unit that you could be eight, Four, eight, six, ten, twelve, fourteen people. Um, right. And you'll have the grill space to do that. And not only, you know, be able to use it as a Santa Maria grill, but as a fire pit. Right. Right. A lot of these Argentinian grills that we see, you know, they're kind of like a dedicated unit that's rectangular and you've got, you know, ice insulation blocks and then you've got, yeah, you know, so we wanted to kind of um, shake things up a bit. And so we, we developed the El Padre.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is a really cool product because, um, basically the customer only buys the, the um, I guess the, the features that he he needs okay so basically you buy just the fire pit okay and okay. the fire pit comes with the grills Yeah. and then if you wanted to add let's say uh, the stainless steel table you can actually do that you can buy the bracket the stainless steel uh, the stainless steel table and the bracket separately
0: okay yeah
1: and then you can uh, upgrade to that and you can buy just the Santa Maria attachment nice. And if you wanted to use it, it just solely as a fire pit with grills, we've got a spark arrester that's um, kind of a legal, you know, depending on municipal laws and things like that. County course, laws. Yeah. Some yeah. Um, municipalities, you know, they have got they've got require that they've got laws on the size of uh, expanded metal grill or uh, cage that needs to be over top of the okay. fire. So we've got that as well. So it's a very versatile nice. product. Lots of options. Yeah, yeah. So lots of options for the customer. So we're pretty excited to be to you. some studio. I've
0: seen the pictures of the El Padre on your uh, on your Instagram. It looks like a fantastic unit. So.
1: Yeah. Well, it's um, it's about uh, it's it's pictures don't and, and it's the same thing with all of our products. The pictures really don't do it justice. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, people see. I mean, obviously, we're we we're, we're getting a lot of traction. A lot of eyes are on us right now. And um, but when you get the product in front of you, really realize that this is these products are really next level. I'm kind of yeah. an old school guy, and I'm tired of going to Costco, let's say, and spending a $1, thousand, twelve hundred dollars on a fire pit that yeah. you know, in three years' time, is basically going to the scrapyard, right? Yeah, um, well, I'm personally you want, a,
0: so, you want something that's going to last. Yeah, right?
1: as a consumer, I'm I'm kind of tired of that. Um, I think the Canadian market. I think the just the market in general, certainly Canadian market, because it's more of a is a bit of a in terms of. Um, outdoor living and barbecuing and grilling and smoking Mm -hmm. meat it's relatively young if you look at some of the other more mature markets like Australia or the United States yeah and so um, I think a lot of things have uh, influenced that and and probably one of the main things is just people don't have as much money anymore to go out to a restaurant and spend hundreds of dollars on a a meal right they want to spend time at home Um, people work a lot both parents are out of the house so you know right. they want to spend more time together as a family inside their home or in their backyards, and so um, obviously there's a lot of different things driving that. But um, we think that the Canadian marketplace is, is now kind of the, the whole thing is trending towards outdoor and backyard living, right?
0: Yeah, we're well, we're slowly catching up to the southern U.S. Uh, on the culture side of that for sure. I think. Yeah,
1: well, I think the I think the meat, you know, it's uh, you know a lot of people say, oh, that's just the southern, you know, southern United States thing. I don't know. I think it's uh, you know Canadians have uh, we, we we all I mean we're meat eaters. We love meat, right? Yep. And and some yep. of the best beef in the world is actually raised here in Canada, and, and obviously where you folks are in Alberta. I mean, we're sure, yeah. we're in terms of our the quality of meat. and Where I actually am in, in the eastern townships, it's one of the largest producers of pork in in North America. Perfect, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so you know we've got excellent quality of of animals here, excellent quality of meat, excellent quality of farmers, and so. We've always I mean, we love meat. Canadians love to eat meat, yeah. right? And yeah. so, I think it's just a natural transition. You know, laws, drinking and driving laws. I think there's been a lot of influence that that have really kind of um, made it more difficult to go out and, and do things. And so, because of those laws, yeah. we're, you know, we're coming home, and, and so when we're home, we want to be able to replicate or do things that kind of yeah. really step up our out, out outdoor kitchen game. For sure. So, so yeah, I mean that's uh, that, that's. And like I say, all of our hammer Forge products, you know, the, even with the the entry level, um, the old iron sides, it's all made from, you know, um, 11 gauge steel, so it's super thick, almost an eighth of an inch thick. The the El Padre, you know, just the fire pit itself uh, with the grills weighs 500 pounds. It's not, yeah, you know, it's four foot in diameter. It's a fire table, right?
0: Yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's a good size, yeah.
1: So yeah, no, I mean we're just. Me as a consumer, I like. I'm kind of old-fashioned that way. I like to buy things. When I purchase something, when I spend my hard-earned money, I want to be able to buy something that's going to last. And yeah. one of the things that's that's kind of a big letdown is a lot of these products. You you get them and you're excited about them, and you, you know, you're you're trusting the manufacturer and you buy this product, and all of a sudden you get it, and you know, you, you use it for two or three years, and then it's just like uh, this. It's, you know, it's like we've been conditioned to accept low-quality Asian garbage. And, yeah. and and I don't and I'm not, I'm not saying that in a way to offend anybody. It's just it's a matter of fact that most products in the Canadian marketplace are made in in, in China, right?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. And
1: so with that um, comes a lack of, I guess, quality. And so it's we're kind of in this perpetual circle of purchasing products, right?
0: Yeah, it's disposable. The, right. Everything yeah. just use it to use it for a year or two, and then toss it out. Getting new yeah.
1: And, and I mean, our grandparents would be would be horrified by that. You know, to think <laughs> well, that we're yeah. We're, we're, as a society, as people, as, I don't know, consumers that we just, you know, waste in, in such, I mean, yep. outrageous and exaggerated ways. It's, it's just beyond me. And so, you know, like, it's like I'm a smoker and I, and you know, I use a Zippo lighter and when I, I don't yeah, yeah, shave, I yep. haven't shaved recently because I'm under a lot of stress. i got a big order going out. But when I shave, I yeah. use 1930s, my grandfather's razor. Like, I'm just that kind of nice. guy that likes yeah. old yeah. quality stuff, right?
0: absolutely built to last right?
1: built to last right and so um yeah i mean the whole entire Hammer Forge product line is designed with that in mind you know is it nice. uh, is it something that's you know the iron sides is a more accessible unit to most folks but again you know there's a lot of quality there you know the grills that we yeah the uh the grills that we use are actually um and a lot of the shooters or guys that that uh that are into target shooting or in heavy construction okay. will know this out in Alberta certainly. Um, the grills on the old iron sides and all of our products are actually hard ox okay.
0: um,
1: So it's extremely tough stuff um, Quarter-inch thick all cut from uh, quarter-inch thick plate steel uh, hard ox steel and so it's called okay. Strenix is what it's called so our strengths So yeah, um, you know everything right down to the grills It's it's all about uh, something that will a product that will last and, and, and that you'd be able to right. and in, the, in the case of the beast it's the beast truly is, uh, and a bit of a class of its own. It's a, it's a uh, I, I, I guess you could refer to it as a legacy product. It's it's yeah, that's something you're gonna that's
0: something you're handing down to the uh, oh yeah the, your kids and the grandkids yeah and,
1: and, and, and I'm and we're and I'm very proud about that. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Whether whether we're, we're we're we become successful, you know, I'm still in the startup phase. It's it's a, it's a very tough, it's a very tough business. Yeah, I to can be imagine. In, in trying to start up yeah. in 2018, but run well, now 19. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're if we're, you know, um, still around, I, I I'm I'm proud to say that our product certainly the beast will be um, something that we've that Hammer Forge has created that somewhere yep. somebody in 50, 75 years, you know, will we'll still be, be using uh, right.
0: Still be cooking yeah. on that so thing. So we're
1: man. we're very excited about it. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So is this a full time?
1: Uh, oh yeah.
0: Operation for you now. Yeah.
1: yeah we uh, we're eight nine, two two part timers and eight full time people.
0: Okay, so it's you have know, obviously uh, it's coming for you, right? Yeah.
1: Well, um, obviously, with, with with and the timing was kind of weird. We, um, I kind of came to the game late last, early last summer was when we announced the prototype, started getting some pictures of it out there and stuff like that. And so yeah. we were still kind of ramping up. Um, immediately, we got dealers that wanted to come on board with us, and so um, we did some some orders. And then the winner came, and I was like, oh my god. You know what are we going to do? How are we going to make it through the winter? Yeah. And so I started to look into more mature um, barbecue markets where it's summertime. And so Australia, right? Yeah, uh, I'm really excited about that. We uh, we're just actually finalizing a very large order for um, for a very large uh, Australian retailer. Nice. For we've I think awesome. the orders what 14, 14 beasts. Okay. Um, 4 al Padres and a bunch of Old Ironsides. So it's a considerable order. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Excellent. We're super excited about it. And to think that, you know, because the Australians, they're pretty crazy about barbecue.
0: They are, absolutely. Um, it's
1: a very mature market. And so, um, yeah. you know, you see them all down there with your big beers and the competitions. And like it's, there's yeah. a whole, it's a whole genre. It's a whole subculture of its own down there. It is, absolutely. Yeah. So we're very excited. We're, we're going to be, uh, our, our Australian distributor is a company called Firebrand. Okay. Um you can follow them on Instagram. they are a great bunch of people. They're uh, they're super involved in the community. And uh, they've got this their their movement's called the Fire Tribe and so they're very involved in the um, competitive barbecue circuit. Their core Perfect. business is actually charcoal. Okay, and yeah. They've kind of expanded that to units and and other areas as well as in yeah. in the whole being able to supply um, I guess the, the barbecue lifestyle in, in, Australia. And so we're right. super excited that they're great people and they've got a great team, a bunch of really passionate people down there, there, and yeah. they've got some of the best barbecuers in the world, um, that work as brand ambassadors for them. So I think it's a really good move for Hammer Forge to be down there working oh, with like those it. folks. Yeah.
0: That's super. So let's, uh, talk about cooking, uh, jump all away from the product and, uh, uh, when, uh, when you're firing up the, the beast there, what do you, uh, what, am I cooking? what do you like to cook, Sean? Um,
1: I think my, my favorite thing to eat, like my favorite thing to make, and it might, might be strange to some people, um, I like, um, hog knuckles or ham hocks or okay. hocks. Yeah. Um, they, on the be- they are, well, barbecue in general on the beast is really, really delicious because it's, it's very, it has a very unique, sig- uh, smoke signature because of its fuel okay. efficiency. And right. so, but my, I mean, I, you know, every Sunday, and it's Sunday today, and so, uh, yep. you when know, you and I are trying to link up, I'm in the middle yeah. of barbecuing. Um, cooking up some burnt ends, you said? Yeah, there. yeah. Every Sunday, we uh, we have a family barbecue, like, and it's been like that. Nice. I do it every, all year round, uh, every Sunday. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, right now, I've got burnt ends, I'm going to make some sausages. I don't know, yep. I, I like everything. Brisket, you know, um, I did a, a great big prime for, for Christmas. Ribs, nice. chicken. Yeah, I'm, we're a meat eater. Like yeah, whatever. Every, oh, every single meal, whether it's, you know, and obviously I don't eat barbecue every day. I'd love to eat barbecue every day, but I can't do yeah. that. I just don't have the time. But yeah. Um, yeah. I eat meat every day. Um, yeah. There has to be meat. If it's, there's no meat, it's just, to me, There's it's not like, it's not food. <laughs> yep.
0: I no, hear I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. I think most of the listeners are. Cause... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I love meat. Actually, it's kind of funny because I always joke about that. Vegetables actually taste like dirt to me. And so, okay. yeah, I, I don't like vegetables. <laughs> I don't like grilled vegetables. I just don't like vegetables, period. Um, yeah. My wife likes vegetables. The uh, boys don't mind them, but I, I'm not a vegetable eater. I'm a, I'm a carnivore. I'm a meat eater. <laughs> there you
0: go. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, Sean, uh, where can folks find you? Uh, find Hammer Forge online, social media. Yeah,
1: so our website is kind of a work in progress. I wish it was a little bit better, okay. but unfortunately it's not. It looks great. Um, all the key features are there. I just haven't been able to add any content to it because so I've just been overwhelmed. Um, yeah. So stay tuned with that. Just be patient with us. We're, we're going to be able to, you know, in the, in the new year here, be able to kind of keep that updated and, and with some new stuff coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's www.hammerforge.com. So it's A- H-A-M-R-F-O-R-G-E.com. Um, yeah. We're all over Facebook. So just, you know, enter in the search bar, Hammer Forge. will come up right away. Yeah. We're on Instagram as well at Hammer Forge Inc. So um, so those are basically that's kind of where we hang out and, and where you can reach us
0: Awesome, uh, just real quick any kind of story behind the name Hammer Forge
1: um, Yeah, I, uh, I Wanted something that uh, and it took me a, a long time to get that to get the brand that I wanted You know um, yep. a lot of a lot of barbecue companies. They've got you know little you know logos of like flames or You know sure. it's kind yeah. of all the same generic <laughs> kind of thing and because I w- don't want to be like everybody else Um, I wanted something that would, um, that was very, um, in French, we say, I don't know, masculine, I suppose. Um, something that that, that that invokes strength, that invokes, um, longevity, that invokes, uh, quality. And so it just uh, immediately came to mind, you know, our, it kind of fits with the, the, the the entire brand and the the brand strategy and, and the products very yeah. tough very robust very uh, bold yeah. looking things and so yeah it just it came around that you know you m- that image of you know when you when you see like a steam locomotive you can imagine the guy you know um, pounding away on an anvil as he's you know yeah. forming the different shields for the sure. side panels of the boiler right 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 yeah. So yeah that's kind of where the the brand and the name came from Hammerforge. Right? Nice. I
0: for uh, it yeah, it's catchy it almost for me it's almost a Viking uh, Viking-looking name or something.
1: Oh yeah, well, it's and that's you know, it's the and and, and I did the rest. You should have seen it. It looked like a I had this like a whiteboard, and I was you know, it was kind of um, maniacal and a bit insane. Like you know, I had all kinds of different things going on when I was doing the logo, and um, and yeah, it it came up as that invoked this this imagery of like this you know bearded dude with a you know Thor's hammer type thing, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yep, yep, yeah, (laughs) perfect.
1: Yeah, we get that.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Sean, uh, thank you so much. Glad we were able to hook this up. And uh, folks, check out Hammer Forge. Uh, they've got some, uh, if you haven't seen The Beast, it's really worth checking out. Just a, an awesome, uh, kick-ass looking uh, piece of equipment. So, Sean, thank you. Good luck with the uh, as you grow the business. And we'll, uh, we'll keep uh, pumping the tires here for you. Well,
1: thank you very much, Ryan. We certainly appreciate it. Uh-
0: well, folks, that's it for this episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. And uh, make sure to check out our show sponsor, Prairie Smoke and Spice Barbecue Rubs and Sauce. Visit them at www.prairiebbq.com to see their award-winning lineup and make sure you have some of, of uh, their products in your rub collection. Big thanks to Sean from Hammerforge. Visit them at and that's www.hammerforge.com. Follow them on social media. Lots of good stuff happening there. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review. Share it with your friends. Let me know what you think on Twitter, at Eat More Barbecue and on Facebook and Instagram, at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. Email is Barbecue at gmail.com. Next week, I pay a visit to Empire Provisions here in Calgary and have a visit with owners Karen and Dave. As always, a big thank you to Alan Horvath for the music. And until next time, folks, keep on smoking. This has been a production of www.q.ca.